Welcome to Beside the Burn for Thursday the 5th of October. Uh, we're following our new pattern where Monday to Wednesday we look back at what we were looking at on Sunday in church. On Thursday we then tackle a question and on Friday we go to our book club. So today being Thursday we're going to tackle another question and today we're going to continue in the Westminster Shorter Catechism and we come to question two. And we're going to look at the answer to question two and then pull it apart a little bit and see what it means for us. So in question two, it really follows on quite directly from question one, which was what is man's chief end? Question two is what role has God given to direct us how we may glorify and enjoy him? So there we have uh, this question as to how God is going to tell us how we can glorify him and enjoy him forever. And we find out that the answer is quite straightforward. And it's almost so straightforward that we wonder why it even has to be put in a question and answer in the catechism. Let me show you what I mean. The answer is the word of God, which is contained in the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments, is the only rule to direct us how we may glorify and enjoy him. So the answer is quite straightforward. How does God direct us? He directs us through his word, the word of God. And it is as simple as that, and it makes as much sense as that. We're to take the Bible, the Old and New Testaments, and that is how God tells us how we're to live our lives, how we're to glorify him, how we're to enjoy him. Now, that's the most basic question and answer that we could possibly have. Why do we need to even include it in a catechism? Well, what you've got to remember is that whenever the Westminster Shorter Catechism was being produced, it wasn't too long after the Reformation. And at that stage, there were all sorts of competing ideas as to how we would know what God's will for us in our lives was. And one of those um, ideas was tradition, that tradition was held up as being on a level with God's word, that if you look back at the church and how the church had um, dealt with things and how the church had prescribed things, then you were um, basically saying, well, that's how things should be done now. But the Westminster divines are making the point that, look, tradition is nowhere near as important as the word of God. We've got to look at the word of God. The, the church was also seen as being uh, the way to determine how to live your life. Whatever the church said you could do or not do was important. But the Westminster divines are saying, no, the word of God is where we turn to. And in today's world, this is even more important because there are all sorts of ideas as to how we should be living our lives, where we get our wisdom from, where we are told what is right and what is wrong. But the Westminster divines are telling us it is simple. You go to the Bible, there's the Old and the New Testament, and there you find everything that God is directing us about. There's great um, emphasis today put on our peers, whatever our peers are saying, whatever uh, the modern world is saying is how we should live our lives. And the idea behind that is that 
um, whenever you look back at God's word and the days of God's word, well, that's old fashioned. That was from a different time. That was from a period whenever people didn't know any better. But today we know so much more. We have science. We have all the experience around us. We're modern people. So we can disregard the, the Bible and we can just live on what each other are telling. But no, the Westminster divines have got it right and they tell us that it is the word of God that we are to live by. Now we're told with a question asked, what rule? And that word rule is, is I suppose, interesting here because it can be used in lots of different contexts. You take a, a monarch, for example, a king or a queen, they rule over a land, but that's not what we're thinking about here. The, the rule that's being asked about here is much more like a ruler that's used to measure things. And so what is the measurement that God has given to direct us how we may glorify and enjoy him? What do we use in our lives to measure our activities, to measure our behaviour, to show whether we are glorifying God and enjoying him? And that measure is the standard that God has given us in the Bible. It's important for us to read the Bible it's important for us to follow God's word. And back in the Reformation, the cry that was given was sola scriptura, as in uh, scripture alone. It is only the uh, word of God and that alone that will direct us and guide us. And then tota scriptura, which tells us that it is totally scripture, that scripture gives us everything that we need to know, that we don't have to go anywhere else. This is how God reveals himself to us. And the authority of scripture is very clearly given to us by the author. And so that word authority begins with the word author. And so God, the uh, author of scripture is the one who gives it its authority and its meaning and that we can trust on it because God has given it to us. So we're talking there about the revelation, how God has revealed himself to us. Revelation also means unveiling. So it's as if God's word and God's direction for us has been veiled and God comes along and takes that veil off so that we can see clearly who God is and what he wants us to do with our lives. And there are two types of revelation. There's first of all the general revelation that we see in creation and we see in the world around us. And that revelation as we look at the world can tell us that God is the creator, that God is the one who rules, that God is the one who judges. Everyone is able to look at that general revelation. Uh, there Equally, it's equally available to everyone to see and to draw their conclusions and to understand that God is there. And general revelation can reveal enough to condemn us, as in we do we realize what's wrong and why we shouldn't do it. But it doesn't reveal enough to save us. It doesn't point us to a savior. So therefore. We need what's referred to as special revelation. And special revelation from God comes in his word. And there we discover Jesus as saviour and redeemer. The only place we can find that is through God's word in the Bible. We don't look around us and look at the beauty 
of um, a mountain or the sea or a forest and think, oh, Jesus is saviour. No, that information comes from God's word. It's available to everyone to read God's word, but it's really only understood by the elect, those that God has chosen to be his followers, who will hear that word and will understand it and will trust in God. And this revelation, this special revelation from God's word, is fully sufficient for every part of our lives. It can guide us and direct us. We don't need anything else in addition to it. We simply need God's revelation. So God has given us his word, and it's up to us to read it and to understand it and to follow God. We need to make sure that we don't misunderstand what God's word is, because Sometimes people can say, well, the Bible contains the word of God. And that's not the case. The Bible is the word of God. It doesn't just contain little bits of God's word. It is God's word to us, his revelation to us. Some people would try to argue, well, the word of God or the Bible becomes the word of God as we hear it, as we understand it, as we start to follow it. But no, It actually is the word of God as we read it. It is there for us to understand who God is. So the question is, how do we glorify and enjoy God? We find out in the Bible because that is what God has given to us to understand it. So let's give thanks for God's word and then let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you have revealed yourself in it. We thank you, Lord, that we can follow it and read it and understand what it is you want us to do each day. How we are to glorify you. How we are to enjoy your presence. Heavenly Father, we want to pray for our Presbyterian Church and the outreach of our church. And we pray today specifically for the South Belfast Friendship House. We pray for Carl Reed, the children's worker there. And we pray for all those who will come through the doors of Friendship House. We thank you for the opportunities that there are to share the gospel. And Lord, we pray for the many different age groups that will come in. We also thank you for the congregations of Howth and Malahide. And we pray, Lord, that you would be with them as they grow deeper together in fellowship and in faith. We pray that they would sense your presence and that they would be able to serve you and follow you. All these things, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.